there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Loring of Folklore podcast, where we tell you the history and science of different legends and lore from around the world. How you doing, Kimmy? <laughs> well, I just woke up from a nap. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, Ryan just saw me stumble, curse, and stumble around the office. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know us as being the calm, cool, collected... Uh, podcasters, but behind the scenes, it's been a mess for the past uh, 15 20 minutes. <laughs> like, lights weren't working, uh, files were missing, uh, <laughs> water yeah. is everywhere. Yeah, I feel like a toddler learning to drip from drink without a sippy cup, like <laughs> going wonderful right now. <laughs> oh, there we go. Let's see if I can get my lights to work. Look at that, how uh, fancy. It's For just audio computer. listener, she's just mashing buttons <laughs> right now, and her colors are changing. Just panicking. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, welcome to the live stream, all, all your live stream people. Is it recording? It's not doing the wave thing on my end. Oh, Can it is. Yeah, it? You're okay. good. You're good. Okay, perfect. Wow. Awesome. Let's get right into this. Um yeah, this is this is gonna be great. I'm I'm super excited. My sleepy brain has not yet let me let me has allowed me to wake up. So yeah. We are here. <laughs> it's the best time to do a podcast is ten minutes after you've woken up from a deep nap. <laughs> the nap where you wake up and you're like, Oh shit, I have yeah. plans. <laughs> you're like <gasps> So yeah, it's going great. So speaking of my sanity slowly being lost. What did you find, Alorine? <laughs> so, so I, I forgive me if this was last week's Alorine, um, okay. but I kind of have a twofer. Number oh. one, okay, pumpkin spice lattes are back. Mm-hmm. I've been getting them. Well, I don't get the latte; I get the pumpkin spice cold brew. But pumpkin spice is back. Yes. And yesterday. The weather finally got cool enough to whip out the flannel. So, tank tops are out. Flannels are back, baby. Let's it's, go. 
It's sweater weather. <laughs> it's the best time of the year. We don't quite get sweater weather uh, yeah. here in my town, um, but we get flannel weather, yes. and that's close enough. Listen, there, there is just something about a, a good flannel that just mm-hmm. makes you feel like everything's going to be okay. Yeah, it's confidence. But, yeah, I, I think the best analogy for a good flannel is it's very much like a lumberjack that yeah. has come home after a long exactly. day in the forest. Yep. And he is just going to keep you safe in his big rugged arms. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm sitting there on my computer at my job at my tech company. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a lumberjack. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you, go cut down a tree. <laughs> you light your forest candle and put on your Bigfoot hat. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, well, uh, what did you find alluring this week? Oh well, today is the autumn equinox, oh. which to me is one of the things i celebrate yeah because i'm all about just the change in the seasons and all that fun stuff and that just means it's fall right yeah that's pretty much just what it means it's it's a very like just let the summer stuff go Mm -hmm. everything you've been working so a good way to think of like these season changes is how you would be as a farmer okay (laughs) so like the the fall is kind of we put in all this hard work har- um, growing plants during the summer right mm-hmm. so the fall is harvesting reaping what you've sowed right so okay. right now you're going to take in all the stuff you've been doing all the stuff you've been working on and you're going to just kind of harvest it you're going to start to enjoy it you're going to see the fruits of your labors so nice. and that being said I <laughs> Last night at like 10, my sweet, sweet, sweet patient boyfriend, I looked at him and I'm like, I have to rearrange the whole office. <laughs> well, what other time would you do it? <laughs> right. Like, I get it. So, I always decide to rearrange my room at like 2 a.m. So the background's very chaotic. My desk looks just like yeah. a tech nerd threw up on it and it's fantastic. Yeah. And it was one of those move the office things where I wanted to do something for the space so I can have more room to create my like mm-hmm. all my stuff. And that didn't work. And I sat on the floor in fetal position <laughs> and my sweet sweet boyfriend was just making music on his computer like it looks great honey and yeah. i was like it doesn't and he's like, my desk ain't moving great. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it was i was like i just have to fix my space yeah so just moving back and forth a few breakdowns taking a shower coming back reorganizing yep. and then yep being like oh this actually does feel pretty nice and just my boyfriend and my rabbit watching me slowly lose sanity as i do this but and back at it tonight after the show right <laughs> you know it. i know I, I came home from work and i was like you know what it's been a long week i'm just gonna eat some food and watch one piece and then i was like "Ooh, i'm gonna i'm gonna nap and then i got my boyfriend to nap with me so and then i woke up 10 minutes before recording well i'm like well now i'm gonna stay up and yep. that's right you got your power nap in <sighs> we're good to go yeah i think so like on the note of the office thing i do want all of our lovely patreons to know that 
you will be. <laughs> I I wrote it in the other one. I have the wrong episode thing open because that's where, <laughs> where my sanity is. Um, so I want all of our Patreons to know at the campsite resident tier, um, I will be sending out your campsite welcome gifts this weekend. It's you've noticed we've changed Patreon. Okay. I finally got like a figured out style, so I don't just send a bunch of random shit. <laughs> But the space will allow me to use my Cricut to make shirts, to make stickers, to do all my prints. So we will get there. Just going to take yeah. a few more mental breakdowns in my office. Dig, dig your way out. Uh, uh, yeah. Speak, yeah. I, I don't know how to transition that. I don't know. Speaking uh, of insanity, I feel like uh, that's... <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of being buried alive, uh, let's get into today's show. <laughs> That's such a good one. I'm so proud. Oh, okay. Cute campfire noise. <laughs> Don't summon her soul. Let her spirit rest. Don't summon her soul, even if it is to protest. Don't summon her soul, or you'll be met with death. What are we talking about, Kimmy? Oh, okay, everybody. Remember that spooky slumber party game, Bloody Mary? You know, the one that you light a candle in the bathroom, and it's very late at night, and then you call her name in the mirror, saying, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, and hope you won't be found dead with your eyes scratched out, or claw marks all over your body, or the possibility of being trapped in the mirror forever? And for all eternity? Well, everybody, this week, we will be talking about Bloody Mary, an unsettling urban legend with origins from the 18th century England. Folklore surrounding this entity have been around since the 17th century and continue to haunt anyone who dares to call out her name. Ooh, and for everybody that wants to see this week's illustration, go head over to our YouTube. Look at it. Look at what I've drawn and validate me as an artist because I love it. That's why I'm here. <laughs> but no, this is the Bloody Mary. I drew her like forever ago and this is like her updated. So she like looks okay. cooler, cleaner. Yeah. No. All right. Let's get into this. Uh, I before Before I get into this, do you feel this episode is going to be really spooky? Just like, um, for you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I, I was a weird kid and I used to like do Bloody Mary and stuff. What? Um, so I'm good. Like I've um, been through the ringer already. So we're going to get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just learned something very new about you. Mm hmm. You know, I should figure because you know what snipe hunting is, but we will yeah. we will get back to that. Okay, so origin time. So many believe that Bloody Mary is nothing more than a summoning ritual to get the adrenaline pumping. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not. 
The Bloody Mary ritual has a dark history, and though it's only become popular in American folklore during the 1970s, the origins of who this vengeful spirit was in life are said to date back to the 1500s. The thing about the legend of Bloody Mary, it's extremely difficult to pinpoint who exactly she was in life. There are many possibilities of who she was, and even a few of them were historic women that were known to be very, very malicious. So, um, fun fact, I absolutely adore history, (laughs) and I could have spent the next three hours telling you about Henry VIII and (laughs) every problem with him and little man syndrome and how, like, Protestants and Catholicism and all that craziness, but I'm not going to. Um, so I think my precursor is for this first one. It's just good to know that <laughs> the church and Protestants were at each other's throat because England, like there's people that were like, oh, we got to keep it this way. And there are people yeah. are like, we want to change and be free of religion. So I got I'm gonna... my guess locked in for science and the church <laughs> or the church already. <laughs> You're like done, done, yeah. done, done. <laughs> So I just want to throw that as a precursor. Like, I'm really going to tell a short little thing because I do not want to go through an hour of how everyone is connected through their bloodline and how everyone's related on how it's all just build up, build up, build up, build up. Just know shit went down for this moment. (laughs) So that's like the best way to summarize it. So the first is Mary Tudor, also known as Mary the First of England. She was the daughter of Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. It is believed to be one of the first possible origins of Bloody Mary. So pretty much her daddy didn't want her to rule because she was a woman. And he went with a bunch of different (laughs) ladies and had a whole thing with the church where it's like, well, I'm a divorce and I want to do it because it's what I say, even though it's not like in the word of God and everything. So he didn't want her to rule, is the biggest thing. A series of events happen, very complicated, lots of family, lots of betrayal, very Dragon Thrones and mm-hmm. um, Game of Thrones energy. So. I, was gonna, I was actually going to say that Game of Thrones is like loosely based off of the Tudors. Um, and there's actually a, a show called The Tudors. Oh. Um, I mean, it's like a very like... dramatized account of everything that happened but if you want like the gist of it and still being entertained like not just watching straight history channel check it out that's the one but yeah so that's pretty that's just like a good summary is (laughs) just a lot lot of chaos and then she ruled a lot of beheadings a lot of burnings um (laughs) yeah Yeah. well it was was a good chaos it was was very very chaotic chaos So she ruled for five years between 1553 and 1558. So during that time, she was known as a wicked ruler. So in an effort to restore Catholicism in England, she executed over 300 Protestants by burning them at the stake, which gave her the nickname Bloody Mary. And again, it's just she believed I'm going to be a good ruler. And to do that, I have to restore the church. So she killed people against her belief. And 
it's so hard because no one was really right in any of the stuff. Yeah. It was very just chaos and violence. So it says like she was wicked, but at the same time, she was just doing what she thought was the best and only thing she could do to be respected as a ruler. So yeah, hot mess, but she was the first due to all of her intense wickedness. But again, you saw how many people King Henry VIII killed. So uh, double it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. And then the next one, Elizabeth, Bathory was a Hungarian countess during the 17th century and was known to be even more malicious than Mary I of England. So between 1590 and 1610, Bathory and four of her servants were accused of torturing and killing up to 650 girls and women. So. Wow. Yeah. It's. So we don't, the most awful thing about her is we don't know how many, it could be anywhere between a hundred to 650 of them. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And I'll get into it. And she is also believed to have some ties with vampirism and you will see Mm -hmm. why. So she didn't do this just for sport though. This wasn't just like a fun Tuesday activity, you know. She believed bathing in the blood sacrifices of these young women would help keep her youthful and beautiful. So, um, at the beginning of her marriage, like she was married at first, and it's believed like she kind of did this in secrecy so her husband couldn't find out, and then something happened, husband died, he was like a war leader or something. And then she was like, this is my castle now. And she got four of her servants to help. And a lot of the tendency, that's not the right word. There's a lot of, I can't think of the word, which is awful because this is an audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but pretty much they didn't have any other options. She's like, you either help me or you're gone. Yeah. Kind of thing. So they weren't they weren't like, ooh, I would also like to murder. Like Yeah. <laughs> it was a very like, you have to do what I say. There weren't a lot of options out there. Yeah. So you couldn't just put in your new resume and yeah. quite quit, right? So some describe the trial as a witch hunt due to many being against women in power. Again, she now took over her husband's reign of the house, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But the thing is, there was so much physical evidence and the presence of multi- many that were dead, dying, and imprisoned found at the time of her arrest. So they just went in the house and there were all these bodies. And then there were girls starving. They were on the brink of death. It was awful. <laughs> and they were so they, they convicted the four servants, of course. And they kept her imprisoned in the castle for the rest of her life. So this absolutely destroyed the family's reputation and reign of power. The locals weren't shy to talk about the horrible events and how she bathed in the blood of her victims. This soon got her the name Bloody Countess or the Blood Countess. So, Could you imagine murdering almost 650 people and just getting house arrest? <laughs> What is my privilege? Um, (laughs) Royal privilege. Royal. When you can pay for it, apparently. Yeah. And it sucks because, like... That's crazy. The thing is, all of her servants that were having to take part in it were saying, like, um, 
I'm not about this. I need help. Please yeah. help me. And then they were like, Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> you will be murdered too. So it was just like, it's super awful. And I didn't want to get into all the things she did to torture people and all that yeah. stuff. I, there's so many podcasts that do talk about it. I feel like there, there's just so many you could find. Just that find get into out by her. ghost summoning Bloody Mary oh. in your mirror real quick and ask her. Oh yeah, see why that mirror behind you? Let's go. You don't even need the History Channel. Yeah, <laughs> you got yourself right there. <laughs> yeah, no, she she was just awful. There's there's honestly no there's nothing else about it. Like yeah. both of these articles are very like, well maybe she was just put in a bad light. I was like, she just sounds evil. That just yeah. sounds evil to me. Hmm. Sorry, I needed some water. Whew, I'm a little parchy perch because I woke up from my name. All right. And then the final one is Mary Worth. So Mary Worth was a witch that was executed in the Salem witch trials. Some believe that she was wrongfully burned, but legends tell of how her tragic demise was well-deserved. So Ryan's going to tell more about the short story. I also found like the tiniest sentence in like three articles that said Mary Worth was a woman who killed slaves escaping the South America via the Underground Railroad. But I couldn't find any more on that. Hey. So I thought it would be just to like bring it up, but there wasn't like anything. And I, I did a lot of research about this. So if anyone Do the knows Salem anything. witch trials line up with, I don't, I don't know dates get enough. Oh no, I don't know dates good enough. Like yeah. history is just like a blur of when King Henry the Eighth was fucking different yeah. wives to me. It just all <laughs> happened at the same time. It's just like a it's just like all at the same time. So I'm not sure. I'm so bad with dates, but maybe it's I don't know. There's such a big timeline in the legends of Bloody Mary, so it it could be any time. So. On top of these, like, historic possibilities for Bloody Mary, there are many different legends that tell of a Mary with a restless spirit. So, from a young girl who meets an untimely death to the tales of a woman who either committed suicide because her baby was stolen from her or because she was accused of murdering her own children. So, there are a ton of different legends, all varying slightly, but one thing is always the same. Her spirit is now believed to haunt anyone who calls her. So, though we may never know who the OG Bloody Mary was, we do know mirrors play just as big of a role as she does. So, this is part two of, like, what makes the legend so spooky. So, for the longest time, many believed that mirrors are a portal between worlds. In ancient Greek, sick people visiting temples would be instructed to look into a mirror. If a healthy-looking apparition stared back at them, they would expect a swift recovery. But if the apparition was ghoulish, it meant that their days were numbered. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like thinking of that in modern terms. Like, if you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, man, I look sick. Like, you're just <laughs> it turns out you might be sick. You might be sick. Yeah. I know. It, it's kind of, it kind of cracks me up. I'm like, I feel... Yeah. There is way more that happened to this, but over time, this is the yeah. process. Yeah, if you look like, sick, you might be sick. Yeah, it's like well, it's a, well, yeah, that's that's a safe bet. <laughs> so it was also believed that mirrors could trap one's soul. 
So before funeral homes, recently deceased would be kept in the parlor of the home until burial, which could be like for several days, which I hate that so much. I'm a very cremate me, throw me in the ocean, return me to the sea. I don't want... I, you don't need to look at my body after. I'm Isn't done. that why a living room is called a living room? Is because that's where people yeah. would hang out while people, while the dead body was in the parlor. Ooh, maybe. I think, I think that's a, a fact. Don't quote yeah. me on it. We're not experts, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that's true. No, quote Ryan in all of your <laughs> educational yeah. Yeah. thesis documents. <laughs> if you're writing a paper on the origins of the living room, uh. <laughs> <laughs> done, done. So. But during this time, um, they would cover the mirrors because there's a belief that the dead person saw their reflection, their spirit would become trapped in the home. So, <laughs> Interesting. I hate that. I also hate that because I don't know why. I always feel like when something really tragic, like a death and stuff happens in my family, I have to cover my mirrors. But I never understood why. So maybe that's why I just realized. Yeah, you're subconsciously like doing what people used to do. Yeah, I know. I feel mirrors get weird. I know my brother has some weird mirror stories he won't tell me because they scare him really bad. Like he can't have a mirror in his bedroom. (laughs) I I agree. I my childhood best friend. Like, his bedroom, his entire closet, and it was a big closet, was a giant mirror, and I refused mm-hmm. to sleep in that room. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, when I was in old St. Georgie for a minute, I had a place where it was the same thing. It was the closet mirror, mm-hmm. and, like, the feet of my bed faced it, and it oh, didn't bother absolutely me. Absolutely not. <laughs> You're like, nope. You didn't I play enough Bloody Mary as a kid. <laughs> I didn't play any Bloody Mary as a kid. That's why it didn't get me. <laughs> All right. So um, so let's go and shift gears. Let's shift. I'm sorry. I'm really all over the place, you guys. Let me try that again. <laughs> well, one of the most famous rituals mentioned in the footnote of Robert Burns' 1786 poem Halloween says how unmarried girls... Oh, this is why I'm so confused. I didn't read the transition sentence. <laughs> Chris, I'm oh. so sorry. <laughs> okay, transition sentence. Then we're good. So how does this tie in with Bloody Mary? How do mirrors tie in with her? Well, one of the most famous rituals mentioned in the footnote of Robert Byrd's 1786 poem, Halloween, says how an unmarried girl could call to Bloody Mary in a mirror in order to see the face of her future husband. This ritual even found its way into the U.S. after World War II. And then folklorist Janet Langlois published the first academic writing of the legend in 1978, and it wasn't long till the belief of summoning a mirror witch became widespread throughout the U.S. The combination of a scary, simple ritual using just a few household objects, including a mirror, a historic murderous woman led to the popularity in the Bloody Mary that we know today. Yeah. And though she is most commonly known as Bloody Mary, my girl has accumulated a few nicknames over the century. So 
Here are some of her more common ones that you've probably heard. Um, we got Hell Mary. We got Mary Wales. Mary Worth. Mary Wales. Not W-H-A-L-E-S. W-A-I-L-S. We got Blood Countess and Bloody Countess. So to this day, Bloody Mary is definitely her go-to and what she is most famously known by. So now I'm going to hand it over to Ryan so he can tell you all about what makes the spirit so vengeful and malicious? All right. Well, I got a couple origin stories and then some uh, maybe sightings. So the first origin story, um, in the 1800s, there lived a young girl named Mary. During this time, an illness washed over their hometown, and many people dropped dead very quickly, or so they thought. Mary had caught this illness and became bedridden. It wasn't long till she seemed dead. A physician came, and like they would with any deceased body, they checked for a pulse and put a mirror under her nose to see if she was breathing. When they didn't see any response, they announced her death to the parents about their little girl. Now, though she was dead, there was a rumor that this illness would make people seem dead for weeks when they were just in a deep slumber. Holding on to hope, their parents laid her coffin in an unburied grave and put a small hole in the nailed coffin. There, they weaved a piece of string through it and attached the bell above her grave. That way, if their sweet Mary was to awaken, they could easily unnail the coffin and pull her out. Signs get out of order. So this, this little diagram is kind of what, uh, what was going on there, which is just yeah. terrifying. Like yeah, to think about reason 56 of why I want to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shot of, uh, being buried alive. Oh, um, yeah. so days passed, then weeks, but her parents never left their home hoping that she would ring the bell, but neighbors and friends told her to accept that she had passed. They offered to fill her grave and leave the string as is. So if they ever did, they could pull her out of the grave. The parents thanked them and left their home for the first time in weeks to process the loss of their daughter. So I bet you, you can guess what happens next. Now, after filling the grave and stepping away, Mary had awoken from her slumber and pulled on the string. But her parents are gone and the neighbors have left. She kept pulling and pushing and pulling and the string snapped off and she began to panic. She started... <laughs> now, she, now she's panicking. She yeah. wasn't so she started clawing and scratching at her wooden prison until her fingers bled, and then she cut scrat. Then she cut scratching till she suffocated to death. So later that evening, when her parents arrived home, the father realized that the bell was yards away from its original spot and called his wife to help dig up their daughter. When dug, they unlatched the coffin. They found Mary in a petrified state, her hands like claws, covered in blood. Same with her white dress she was buried in. They put a mirror under her nose to see if her breath would show. Condensation was shown on the mirror, but even so, she was dead. Her spirit is said to have been attached to that mirror, and now, whenever one calls Bloody Mary three times, she comes and claws at the unknown victims. <laughs> so. uh, great. I hate it. I live my like a little camera. sad version of it, you know? Like Yeah, it's it's just like a sad lost girl spirit. Yeah. 
I don't know. I lit, I lit my Jesus candle halfway through. So yeah. we are, we have, we have begun. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one is a little expansion on what Kimmy had previously talked about. This is uh, Mary Worth, uh, the witch. So many believed that Mary was a witch simply because she lived in the forest and would sell herbal remedies to nearby villages. Locals were very wary of Mary and believed that if they got too close to her or their animals, they would be cursed. <laughs> they even went as far as shunning anyone who chose to partake in her herbal remedies. Classic. <laughs> Classic village. <laughs> Classic village. <laughs> as more rumors of Mary spread, more young girls started to go missing. The local villagers searched everywhere, but to no avail could find the missing girls. Some of the braver villagers even ventured towards Bloody Mary's cabin to search for the girls, where the witch told them she didn't have anything to do with them disappearing, as someone who was stealing children would say. <laughs> that sounds exactly like something a kidnapper would yeah. say. There's no children in my basement. We <laughs> asked you like, if you had seen anyone. Well, not, why, not, why are not. you mentioning the basement? <laughs> They hear the like, yeah. <laughs> so great. Oh, it's just the mice under the under the floor. <laughs> so the villagers were suspicious, obviously, and noticed that her usually elder and haggard appearance began changing, and oh. she started to appear more feminine and youthful. This wasn't proof, though, and they went back home to continue their search. A few nights later. The miller's daughter was captivated by a mysterious noise that only she could hear. Whilst her mom was sitting up in bed treating a toothache using herbal tincture. 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 Oh, wow. What a role reversal we're having. <laughs> oh, that's... See, listen, the few things I have in my dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> witchcraft and spell preparation yeah. is... So she was using an herbal tincture that she had bought from... Mary. Mary walked out of the house and towards the forest in a trance-like state. Oh, I her... misspelled it. I, I didn't mean to say Mary. That's Sorry, the, her yeah, daughter. the miller's <laughs> daughter walked out of the house towards the forest. My bad. In a trance-like state. Her mother was frightened, naturally, and called for her husband, and they both shouted for her to come back, but nothing was getting through to her. The miller then grabbed grabbed a few townsfolk to help. And that's when the farmers noticed the light at the edge of the woods. As they got closer, they saw Mary Worth. Yeah, Mary Worth. She was holding a glowing wand. It's just like old school Harry Potter witch. Pointed at the miller's home, which the little girl was heading straight to. Seeing this, everyone from the town quickly got together with pitchforks and guns and went after Mary. She broke the spell and made a run deep into the forest, but she needed to be quicker than that. I I need you to know for a minute, I did imagine the Loveland Frogman. So the farmer loaded his guns with silver bullets, smart man, and fired a shot into her hip that knocked her down. The villagers dragged her kicking and screaming to a stake and burned her for her wicked deeds. As she burned, 
She cursed the whole village and said if they ever dare utter her name in a mirror, her spirit would return and she would get her revenge. After this ordeal, the villagers went to the witch's home to search for the missing children. That's when they saw rows and rows of unmarked graves and bottles of the children's blood used to make her more useful. Youthful. My bad. This (laughs) giving her the nickname Bloody Mary. (sighs) And now, just because I know Kimmy's already terrified, we're going to do some some sightings. Great. So this first one is from a summer camp. So, a group of girls attending a summer camp on an island called Antarctos in the Pacific Northwest decided they were sick of exploring the woods. They were all right around eight years old, and after a few days of being stuck outdoors or so um, in their old gross cabin, they came up with a plan. To get away from the group, that night they decided to all pretend to have food poisoning. The group of girls rushed to the bathroom with a flashlight in hand, convincing everyone else that they would be out for the rest of the night. While in the dingy, dark bathroom, one of the girls in the group named Jessica came up with a spooky idea. She suggested that they all play Bloody Mary, and with nothing better to do, the group of girls agreed. One of the girls went... Yes? I need to intervene. I may be a scaredy cat, but I was never a dumbass because eight-year-old me would not have agreed to any of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you mine at, at the end. Okay. Mine was, I, mine was scary. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. I, okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, and it, I always feel like it's a Jessica that like, yeah, it's brings you Jessica into... Move, to bring you, you into me. Like the more chaotic, unknown situations. Like I'm not saying it's always bad. I'm just saying yeah. it feels very Jessica. It does. <laughs> it is. So yeah. So Jessica suggested it. The girls agreed because they had nothing better to do. One of the girls went and turned off the light, and in unison they said "Bloody Mary" three times while staring at the mirror. They waited, and at first nothing happened, but then suddenly the mirror cracked. All of the girls ran off screaming, except for one. The last girl in the bathroom was terrified and couldn't move. Then a flash of movement appeared behind her in the mirror. She then gathered her courage and ran screaming. (laughs) Yeah. If she died, that would have been her own fault. (laughs) Straight up, yeah. If if everyone's running, you should be too. Yeah, you also run, yeah. You ain't gonna fight Bloody Mary and like let that let that flight instinct take over. Um, okay so this one's called ghost whisperers inspiration so a girl by the name of marissa had just finished watching an episode of the ghost whisperer with her friend she loved scaring her friend and after watching the episode it felt it left her feeling a bit mischievous and inspired marissa went over to her living room mirror spun around three times saying bloody mary but to marissa's disappointment It didn't work, and no ghost appeared. She looked in every corner of the mirror, but nothing. Her friend told her it wasn't funny, and she should cut it out. But of course, she didn't listen, being Marissa, and instead went to the bathroom, closed the door, shut off the lights, and began to chant again with her friend following her to the bathroom, saying, don't do that. What if she's real? I am the friend in this fucking (laughs) situation. (laughs) 
all for throwing myself at the fae and drinking the wine, right? But this is this is different. This is like weird paranormal yeah. shit. The fae are magical. <laughs> like, yeah. Different realms. Anyway, I I relate to the friend. <laughs> yeah. So of course Marissa didn't listen. Of course. And um she looked in the mirror, spun three times, and chanted Bloody Mary. But like she didn't see anything disappointed. Oh, but like before she didn't see anything. So disappointed, Marissa went to turn off the lights. And then she noticed something out of the corner of her eye. Turning back to the mirror, she looked closer and saw a black and white woman with a black crown in her eyes and her mouth wide open. The no. ominous woman in the mirror seemed like she would start screaming, but even worse. Her mouth hung open as she stayed silent in the dark room. Then the woman in the mirror lifted her arms up, revealing blood-soaked hands with some torn-off fingernails no. and some missing fingernails. No. As the woman's hand reached out from behind Marissa's in the reflection, they grabbed her shoulders. Marissa screamed and ran from the bathroom, crying and hugging her friend. To this day, Marissa covers the mirrors in her home, having no doubt that she witnessed Bloody Mary. I am so uncomfortable right now. Yeah. I got... <laughs> I got goosey I'm uncomfortable. It's It was the nail thing. And it yeah. just like... Missing went... fingers. And just... <sighs> so that was, that was our, our buried friend, Mary. Uh, uh, sounds like. No, I did not like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I'm... Nope. There's just no... There's no... Nope in it. Nope, nope. Nope, nope. Nope. <laughs> No, I you gotta keep going because yeah. I'm just gonna be on this loop so, for a minute. The final sighting before I get to mine um takes place on Friday the thirteenth. Three Not friends, true. Gail, Missy, and Sarah, had been reading rituals online about how to summon Bloody Mary. They all decided to try it, and that evening they got several candles setting them up in Gail's bathroom. The girls then waited until it was three AM to start the ritual. In the bathroom, one of the girls said Bloody Mary over and over again. Once she said it for the 13th time, it became uncomfortably quiet. Then a swirl of smoke formed around her in the mirror, and a scary old woman appeared. The trio screamed as Gail ran and turned on the lights. Bloody Mary had vanished, and Gail's mother ran to the bathroom to see what had happened to the girls. The mother put the girls to bed, but they couldn't sleep. All of them saw Bloody Mary and are still scared to this day. Now for mm-hmm. my Bloody Mary story. Oh, yeah, because you so, did this. <laughs> so, picture I... fifth grade Ryan, young, bright-eyed, never had a fear in the world. I was at my friend's house, and we decided, you know, so our, our parents were at a party. So I was, this, this is the same person with the giant mirror in his bedroom. Okay, um, okay. So... This is the older house. But anyway, um, so we decide we're going to do Bloody Mary. So we get a candle. We do all that. We light it. And then we we do the Bloody Mary three times. And I shit you not, an earthquake happened. (laughs) (gasps) Right as we finished. Like, probably pure coincidence. (laughs) But, like, a real-life earthquake happened right as we said Bloody Mary for the third time. And it wasn't, like, a big one. But it was enough to, like, rock the house around a little bit. I had never been more scared in my entire life. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would have pissed my pants. 
I like, probably right did. <laughs> like, <laughs> little fifth grade me. Oh my god. We we ran. So like his house was like on like a big like property and the parents were out having a party and we like sprinted out of the house and like <laughs> ran like three acres to our parents, like who also all felt the earthquake. Like yeah, it was it was I can, terrifying. I can see little you running up to your mom with like the snot nose, like crying yeah. like And like Yeah. Of course, like they thought we were scared because like of of the little like baby yeah. earthquake, but no, like we didn't we didn't even think that that was an earthquake. Like we were like, Oh, Bloody Mary is she got us. <laughs> You're like this is it. We're in we're in upside down. Right yeah, now. <laughs> I was like, I, was like, I knew we shouldn't have done this. So that was the first and only time I ever did Bloody Mary, and I will yeah. never do it again. <laughs> okay, I love it. I <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. I Ryan, I I'm not surprised that you did bloody mary but i am surprised of the story outcome and it's better than what i thought it was going yeah. to be yeah no we didn't like see anything or have any like mystical experiences but we caused an earthquake in the entire uh western hemisphere so <laughs> you're like that was us yeah was- you're welcome uh <laughs> everybody in town and the town over and the state next door (laughs) no i can't even imagine i remember um last year during quarantine when i was at my old like weird apartment Uh and this is when edgar and i were dating and there was an earthquake one day and i like i was laying in bed it like woke us up it was a pretty big one in utah and i was like I was laying there and I was like, what the fuck is happening? My, my only reaction, I only got out of bed to go get my rabbit. Yeah. (laughs) And I stood under a doorway. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Earthquakes are the weirdest things. You're just like, it is what it is. You know, like there's literally nothing you can do except for like ride it out and hope for the best. Well, I feel like I've experienced every time I've been to California, I feel like I've experienced a little one yeah so like in california i'm like oh it's a california earthquake right yeah but it was so weird in utah i was like yeah and that's what this one was was it was the aftershock from like a california one because i remember the new the night the news the next day was talking about it (laughs) so my bad california for causing an earthquake (laughs) back in when would that have been early 2000s that's on me that's on me (laughs) 100%. 100%. Well, while people are still recovering from that earthquake, we'll take Trying to get a non-blurry photo of Bigfoot isn't easy. It takes hours of researching, mapping its location, and tracking the cryptid down. So when you do finally get that crisp picture of Bigfoot, you'll want to frame it for all the world to see. And what better way to frame it than by heading over to FrameBridge? FrameBridge has a wonderful selection of custom frames to pick from, and it's so easy to work with! All you have to do is pick a custom frame, upload or mail your artwork using their free prepaid mailer, and your frame is then built and sent right to your doorstep. And let's just say while getting this photo of Bigfoot, you stumble upon a piece of bark with his claw marks on it. Well, with FrameBridge, you can send it in and get that framed as well. 
They easily frame 3D objects from an embroidered gift to your favorite alluring podcast tee, or even an award for getting the first non-blurry photo of Bigfoot. From pictures to 3D objects, they got you covered. And one of my absolute favorite features from Framebridge is the gallery wall creator. Simply upload a collection of your own photos and customize one of their many expertly designed layouts in just a few minutes. They will then send you the framed artwork, hardware, and a life-sized hanging guide. So what are you waiting for? Go to our website, alluring.com sponsors and click on the Framebridge banner today. Again, go to our website, alluring.com sponsors and click on the Framebridge banner and get framing today. We hope you enjoyed that little break. We are now going to talk about the appearance and history of Bloody Mary. So now, I cannot find, like, pictures of her, nor did I really want to look at pictures of her. So <laughs> this is what you guys get. She looks um, like the San Andreas fault line. That's <laughs> that's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> that's the meme. That's the meme for this episode. <laughs> The San Andreas fault line and Bloody Mary, and it's Pam being like, yeah. <laughs> what's the difference There's between these, these two? two photos? They're the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I don't need to do appearance anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on. Moving on. So when you first see Bloody Mary, she will appear as a young European female apparition wearing some type of nightgown from like the 1800s. And she'll have long, dark, wet hair. Um, some say she has an appearance similar to the Queen of Mary. So, like, not, like, all godly-like in her clothes, but, like, facial features kind of thing. Um, so, there's nothing strange or spooky about the appearance at first. But that quickly changes. After a few seconds, her arm eyes will form into dark, hollow holes as if her eyes have been gouged out. And it feels like she's staring right into your soul. Her mouth will curl into a wicked smile as it slowly stretches from ear to ear. It's even been reported that her clothes will become dirty and (laughs) blood-stained. Overall, her presence does a complete 180 and becomes incredibly unsettling. Now, on top of looking like an absolute nightmare, her personality matches. Some say she is neither good nor evil, but from what I read, I'm going to say the girl's evil, thousand percent. No doubt about it. Depends. Depends. Really? We'll see. Is what did you put on the we'll line chart? We'll okay. See. Okay. She's I'm cute. What? <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now I know how you feel. <laughs> that was, what is this blasphemy of an episode? She's a goth, like a, a edgy I, goth girl, you know? Like, what can I say? I, I corrected you on spelling and you're on my live chart. The tables have turned. Kimmy, Kimmy it's the equinox. It's the, it's the <laughs> autumn. Things are Kimmy. changing. <laughs> You just astro girl on me too. You just pulled a me where you're like, it's the autumn equinox. Yeah. Mercury is just hella in retrograde <laughs> right now. This feels so weird. Am I in the upside down? <laughs> um, 
wow, I don't know how to process this. I feel like my whole world has just shifted. <laughs> it is a real role reversal this episode. Oh my goodness, I can't. All right. Anyway, being a paranormal entity, she has many different abilities. This is a long list. Please, please intervene at any need, point. Need some help? We can go back and forth. Oh, yeah, let's popcorn it. Popcorn right. reading. <laughs> All right. So... I'll start disfiguring or ripping one to shreds. Gouging out one's eyes. Killing or decapitating. Turning someone insane. Dragging them into the mirror with her, never to be seen again. Stealing your soul or leaving it burned. And I don't know what they meant by leaving it burned. I think that means like damned. Oh, I thought it was just you'd smell smoky. Well, maybe. (laughs) it's a little bit of both actually that's what a damn soul is (laughs) um ear piercing screams uh being cursed um strangling them in the mirror reflection so not physically doing it okay but like she strangles your reflection snuffing Uh, out candles and draining and drinking your blood and last but not least, causing a 7.5 magnitude earthquake <laughs> in the Los Angeles area. I can't. That's like the best fucking Bloody Mary story ever. I will never get over that. <laughs> you it's know, like, true, too. Like, this is Scout's honor. This is the stories I wish I found on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> like um i caused an earthquake yeah. it's like yeah That's... you may have saw your best friend dragged to the pits of hell but i caused an earthquake yeah the, <laughs> back in fifth grade there wasn't like the internet wasn't like very big or else i definitely would have made a tiktok that was like my bad sorry about that one guys like that one's on me <laughs> i know i would have hated to have the internet when i was younger my yeah. space was already a mess as it was yeah oh geez <laughs> She is a very powerful entity, and the only thing keeping her from tormenting everyone is a very thin piece of glass. Remember that, folks. <laughs> so, thin piece of glass. Thin, yep. like my patience. Um, so <laughs> this is cool. Um, there is a there's like a lot of really cool retro Bloody Mary cards, like oh. postcards that you've kind of been seeing throughout this presentation. And I like them because they're like scary not scary yeah it's like ooh, that's a little spooky but it's like bright colors and there's a witch shadow and it's like ooh, like vintage spooky and yeah. i i think it's absolutely charming <laughs> all right one second i have like a hiccup that won't come out are all these postcards like <laughs> just spooky halloween postcards yeah they're just like Halloween to be like on Hallow's Eve you'll see your married spouse or beware of the Grim Reaper for all you single ladies kind of thing. It's really yeah. it's really cute actually. I think they're quite charming. Like I want one. Yeah, that's fun. Um, so now Miss Bloody Mary is absolutely terrifying, but did you know the ritual didn't start out that way? Historically, these rituals were actually performed to see who you'd marry. So they weren't used to summon an evil spirit. Um, The ritual that Robert Burns mentions in the 1786 poem Halloween explains the following. So this is why I brought up at the top of the episode. 
So a young woman would have to walk up a flight of stairs backwards in a dark home while holding a candle in one hand and a mirror in the other. It's said that they gazed into the mirror. They were supposed to see a view of their future husband's face. But there was a chance they would see a skull or the face of the Grim Reaper instead. Oh and this meant that they would die before getting married. Oh. So this begs the question. What if you're not straight? If your partner ends up being a female, do you get like a try again later <laughs> in the mirror? Because <laughs> the point of this ritual is your future yeah. husband. The screen very says specific. error 404. Like. <laughs> yeah, it turns blue and it glitches. Yeah. You're like, I don't even get this joke. Yeah. It's not even relevant in our time. <laughs> what does that mean? 404? <gasps> like. What does that mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? It's 1780. Am I supposed to understand this? They're like, it's the devil on one leg. He's on one leg, everybody. It means extra death. Super death. I also love this idea, like, because in so much like historical writing, like they'll refer to lesbians or like partners as best friends that live together yeah they're just really close maybe it just comes up with an emoji that says bff (laughs) so just a fun like food for thought kind of moment so there are also versions of this ritual saying that a girl would have to eat an apple or comb their hair in from the mirror while calling bloody mary but the results of seeing a husband or spooky skull were the same and I think this is more just like because you're just staring at the mirror for a while. And that's yeah. two things that just take a long time. And of course, seeing the Grim Reaper would cause a good jump scare, but there was no need to worry about being harmed by it. The more lighthearted ritual did evolve into something much darker. So the ritual today is used less to find your future marital status and more to get a good scare, like Ryan has experienced. <laughs> So though everyone has their own twist on how to summon her, all modern-day rituals seem to contain these elements. So have an individual or group ritualistically invoke her name in the act of catopatramancy. I know that word. I can say that word. I can't say that word now. So that's what you guys get. Um, (laughs) Which means divination by mirror or by crystal gazing. Um, look into the mirror placed in a dimly lit or candle lit room. Chat her name in the mirror 13 times. Some say three. Some say a hundred. I really think it just depends how you're feeling that night yeah. and how far you get into it. It only so, took me three. Only took Ryan three. <laughs> and then the best way is you either chant Bloody Mary, Hell Mary, or Mary Worth to summon her soul. And as a result, her apparition will either appear as a corpse, witch, or ghost in the mirror, sometimes covered in blood. If she's having a good day, she will appear in a less malicious form and leave you alone. But if you catch her on a bad day, you better buckle up because you will feel her wrath. Remember all those awful abilities she had that we popcorn read? Mm. You're going to experience at least one of them. And none of them simultaneously. Actually, Ryan is correct. Mm -hmm. All of them at the same 
time. It's a lot. Yeah, so it's it's either going to be, like, the most miserable experience of your life, or it's, you know, when the water's too hot and it feels cold? I mean, look how this isn't yeah, too bad. It might be like that. It may be like that, so yeah. we don't know. That's what a singed soul feels like. It's very cold, <laughs> ironically. Actually, it's very cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why she'll burn it, so yeah. it's temperature difference. Okay. <laughs> So now there may be a lot of nope in this ritual, but I want you to know there are some positive ties associated with the name Bloody Mary. Listen. It's going to be a hard disagree on this one for me. (laughs) I was getting spooked, everybody. So guess what? You're going to learn the history of the Bloody Mary drink. Because I could not. And... This went so far into paranormal stuff, and we don't like to do a lot of paranormal. We like to just, like, kind of cover the history of the folklore and how it came to be and stuff. So I want to tell you about Bloody Mary drinks. <laughs> Fun fact. Are you ready, Ryan? This is a complete shift. Oh, I'm ready. Do you <laughs> like Bloody Marys? Ooh, yes, I actually I do. I hate Bloody Marys. They're so What? Gross. With They're the shrimp? Ugh. Ryan! I don't want my alcohol to be spicy or fishy. You've never said anything that has offended me, and I feel hurt <laughs> for the first time in I our years of our friendship. Hate Bloody Marys. They're so good. No. Oh, and if you get a Bloody Mary and like a mango drink next to it, no. oh, it's just tomato juice. I it's don't just like the tomatoes. <laughs> anyway, Ryan, what's the history? Shut up! Don't even say anything. <laughs> So there are different origins and myth on how this cocktail came to be. I'll be discussing the two most popular ones. So in Paris of 1920s, an American bartender by the name of Fernand Petito created this. That's not right. What is it? You just I don't know. Petit, maybe. Fernando Petit. That feels right. Fernando. Fernando. It sounds like a Lady Gaga song. Fernando. Okay. Um, created this tomato cocktail. Um, Harry had his New York style bar shipped to Paris and it became the American destination during the Prohibition era. At the time, people escaping the Russian Revolution arrived to Paris and would bring vodka with them. Fernand didn't like the taste of alcohol and began to experiment with it, mixing vodka with countless cocktails but having them all fail. That was until he heard of a tomato juice cocktail from the Americas that had no alcohol because of Prohibition. And then he mixed equal parts of this tomato juice and vodka. When Prohibition ended, he brought the cocktail to New York City and named it the Red Snapper. After spicing up the cocktail with additional ingredients, it was later called the Bloody Mary after Queen Mary and her bloody regime against the Protestants in England in the 1500s. So it all ties together. <laughs> I, I told you I'd make it tie together. So claiming the tomato juice represented the bloodshed during the time and the vodka represented the wicked ways Queen Mary would go about murdering her enemies. So today, this is one of the most popular and healthy cocktails people know of. Plus, it's also a great way to get over a hangover. No, that's I, a lie. I know. <laughs> I know I said I'd talk about two. Apparently, I only wrote one down, so that's the one you guys get. (laughs) It's good. I 
can't believe it's you don't. Not. There's, you don't like tomatoes? There's so many good things that you could put in alcohol. There's fruit. There's like, you could just straight sugar it. Straight, but someone decided, well, I know who decided. <laughs> Fernand Petrois was like, I'm going to put a tomato. I'm going to put ketchup in my vodka. First Disgusting. Of all, first of all, tomatoes, I, I want to let you know, are fruit. So you figure it out. That's a stretch. Second of all, it's delicious. Do you like yeah. avocado smoothies? I feel like our food tastes are going to be very different. Um, I not like straight, but like avocado in a smoothie, not bad. Yeah, like that with milk and sugar. Mm, like I don't know about that one. Okay. I don't what? know if I've ha- I don't know if I've had it. That's the thing. Okay. So. That, that's a Brazil. That's a Brazilian must. Yeah. I grew up on those. I'll, I don't think. I'll I don't think it. Smoothie King has those. <laughs> Smoothie King does not have those. I can. I can bet great money they do not have an avocado smoothie. I remember being at what was it? What was that stupid school called? Payson Middle School. I can't even remember. I remember being at middle school and making an avocado smoothie, and everyone looked at me like I was a witch. They're like, "That's for salsa." I'm like, "It's a fucking fruit." <laughs> just let it be did you really just put a pull up about the bloody i i can't believe this is the thing that we're so controversial yeah. one day i'll make you a bloody mary and your life will change i've had so many really my mom loves them and every time she gets one she's like this is the one you'll love this <laughs> and i'm like nah i don't think so wow i don't know i feel hurt i yeah. feel a little betrayed but but, you know, let's move on. Yeah, so it is time for our favorite segment. Da, 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 da. One day I'll make an animation for this of Mothman flying across like reading rainbow. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you, Ryan, do you think it is science or the church that has a say in the Bloody Mary folklore? Well, I locked in my answer a long time ago i'm gonna go with the church on this one you were wrong seriously yeah because we're talking about the folklore legend that's the historic that's like the origin of her that's that's why i said that i thought this one for sure i was like this is this is an easy Easy peasy. No, and I want to tell you why. So, and you'll get it. It'll, like, make sense. And you'll be like, okay, I see it. But I tricked you. I tricked you so bad. All right. So it's believed that Bloody Mary is nothing more than a hallucination as a result of psychomantium, which is mirror gazing. So psychomantium was popularized by Raymond Moody in his 1933 book, Reunions. Visionary encounters with the departed loved ones. Raymond believed that psychomantium was useful as a tool to resolve grief from those who lost someone they loved. From his experiments, the chamber was kept dark and illuminated only by a candle or a dim light bulb. Subjects would gaze into the reflection darkness, hoping to see and make eye contact with spirits of the dead. Moody compared this to Greek necromitation? necromantation and said it functioned was a form of scrying which was seeing the dead so so the explanation of the dead spirits is that they 
our scene can be dismissed as nothing more than a hallucination. When one's brain is fixated on a certain point, it tries to fill in the surrounding areas with additional information. This results in facial features appearing to distort, disappear, rotate, or even melt. It can even result in seeing strange faces, animals, or unexplained things in the reflection. Um, Gio Giovanni Caput <laughs> of, of the University of Urbino writes that this phenomenon, which he calls the strange face illusion, is believed to be a consequence of the disassociative identity effect, which causes the brain's facial recognition system to misfire in a currently unidentified way. Ooh. So other possible explanations of this phenomenon include illusions attributed at least partially to the perceptual effect of trollixers fading and possibly self-hypnosis or aphophine. Um, I said that completely wrong. There's a lot of big words in that last sentence. Apophenia? So, yeah, thank you so much. Apophenia. I need to do a color that isn't orange because it kind of like messes with me a little yeah. bit. Um, so this scary ritual of Bloody Mary can be dismissed as nothing more than one scaring themselves because of gazing into a mirror for too long. So it's have, just your brain trying to fill in space. Have you ever done that? No, I haven't. The, um, the where, so, this isn't even like a horror, this is like a real thing. So if you, <laughs> if you just sit in front of a mirror and stare at yourself for like a really long time, your brain like starts to like mess with itself and it like distorts your face and makes you look like <laughs> creepy or old or like yeah and it's really weird it's like a real thing mm, yeah no definitely not so so there's there's I recommend trying it it's it's, oh. it's not like it's not like a like a spooky ritual it's just your brain like because you like stare like you don't like look around you just like stare straight so your brain like tries to fill in like the blanks on your face and it just makes it all funky looking it's weird there's like um there's a fun psychology test um people will do and it's when it's like your widescreen right and on the left side of the screen it has a celebrity and on the right side of the screen yeah. it has another celebrity and the middle has a little plus sign and you focus on the middle and your brain like morphs the two together. Yeah, I've seen that. So it's that same kind of concept. Like your brain is just like, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> trying so hard space. to put faces where there's not necessarily a face. Yeah, so I I think that's super. Like I thought that was super interesting. Um, I personally believe this is how you let demons in your house. <laughs> yeah. If, if you wish to do the experiment, like you don't have to go in a mirror and be like, Bloody Mary, you know, you can you can just do this and it's supposed to be the same phenomenon. Do it at so. a friend's house. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about your so mirrors. So that they get the demon, not you. Yeah. I also <laughs> would like to say that it's a hundred percent nose on Bloody Mary's in in the <laughs> YouTube poll. So nah. just saying. Just saying. Ryan, one day, one day you yeah. will come over to the Bloody Mary cocktail. A Bloody Mary is so good on like a hot summer day on the beach. Mm-hmm. You have that and like a mango drink or coconut. Oh, it's. Oh, I I don't know who you are anymore. All right. Well, should should I should I tell the folks how to summon a demon? 
Yeah, I'll keep my candle lit. I was about to point. All right, everybody. <laughs> this is we're doing something a little different on Modern Takes. Today I'm gonna tell you how to do this if you decide like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna cause an earthquake. All right. <laughs> so first off, I'm just gonna say do not do this just in case. Disclaimer. This is not me telling you to do it. This is me telling you how to do it. So, <laughs> Two different things. Yeah. <laughs> Step one, you're going to choose your place. Uh, like I said, I recommend a friend's house, not your own house. Um, completely dark. If you have blackout curtains, close those bad boys. Nighttime works. Um, a bathroom's nice because it has a nice big mirror for you. Step two, you're going to need a light source, such as a candle, a match, or a lighter. And they do say that, like, a flashlight will work, but I don't know about that one. I feel like it's got to be a fire. So, again, wait till nightfall, um, set up the mirror, turn out any lights. Then you're going to look in the mirror, make eye contact with yourself, and then you're going to say it out loud three times. Well, it depends on who you ask. Some say three, like Kimmy said earlier, three, 13, 100. I say three because that's what worked for me. Um, so then you're just going to stare for a little bit. And then, you know, maybe you'll see Bloody Mary. Maybe you'll cause an earthquake. <laughs> maybe someone will grab you. Um, what were the th- other options? Uh, get your eyes gouged out. Uh, yeah. Your soul burned. Um, so again, through the do... Moon. At your own conscious, um, when you're done, make sure you extinguish the candle, turn on all the lights, leave the room, and uh, this is the kicker, uh, never use that mirror again, which is why <laughs> I recommend doing it at a friend's house. <laughs> I love the idea of doing it at a friend's house and not telling your friend you've yeah. done it, and then your friend messaging you, like... There's been some weird shit I've seen. <laughs> I don't movie. know. That's crazy. <laughs> you're just like, oh, just yeah. gaslight them. It's yeah. like, I don't think they're ready. What are you talking about? You're crazy. <laughs> There's no demon in your, in your mirror. Oh, that cracks me up. Woo. Yeah. So I think I think the only like add-on is um, 3, 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. is like when the veil between worlds oh, is the yeah. thinnest. So, like, that's always a really good time to get a good, spooky, solid scare in. Um, Yeah, no, I hate it. That's great. If you, we, again, we aren't telling you guys what to do. Yeah, I was telling you what not to do. We were telling you, (laughs) we were telling you what not to do. Yeah. And if you did what we told you not to do and something happened. That's on you. That's on you, and you should email us about it. Yeah, let us Just know. So that so we, we know, yeah. know what not to expect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what we mean? <laughs> and if I feel an earthquake when this episode comes out, like a couple hours later, I'm going to be shook. <laughs> I, I swear to God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Place. What is this episode? <laughs> what is happening? I just need oh, to just stop wait till the next slide. Oh god. Oh god. Oh, right. sorry. Do we you have announcements? Confusion? Yeah, I have announcements. All I right. felt, I'm sorry. I cut you off. <laughs> you could have. Could you imagine? It was, and then I realized it was just a. 
Oh, oh no, I was just saying, could you imagine just if an earthquake oh, yeah. happened? Like that'd be crazy. <sighs> All right, we're we're waiting for those earthquakes. All right, let's go to the lore report. Tell you guys what's going on. Um one day we'll have a sound effect. Um <laughs> it's so, lore report. Ding. Oh no, I like that better. It's lore report. <laughs> yeah okay we'll work with we'll work with the we'll tm work tm, with it. Yeah. <laughs> TM, TM. <laughs> um so everybody we've got a bunch of new campers recently I and know. i want to take a moment to direct you all to our social media channels um if you're wanting updates about new episodes good old memes illustrations made by yours truly ridiculous videos and just general podcast updates go give us a follow we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Discord, probably something else that I forgot at this moment in time. But we are on all the social media TikTok. channels. Oh, we're on TikTok. Very active on TikTok. <laughs> I'm trying so hard on TikTok, everybody. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. Uh, <laughs> they're funny videos. People like them. It's fine. Um, so, <laughs> so another reason to give us a follow is we have some pretty great giveaways lined up for Instagram and Discord. Um, I have a Cricut. I have a printer. I have a Cricut shirt press. I have vinyl. What? I got... I, I, this is just craft shit, and that's not even including what's in the closet. There's wow. so much. So we got some lovely prizes lined up for you guys. We, uh, we're doing some giveaways with some other amazing like podcasts and artists in the coming months so then you get to see like new shows or find new artists and it's just like a super fun time so follow us on the social meds specifically instagram and discord and tiktok those are like our try force of social media channels yeah okay (sighs) um so (laughs) speaking of supporting the show um i'm gonna need everybody just take a moment. If you're driving your car, pull over. If you're, you know, just sitting at your computer, uh, tab out of your phone, and you're going to go on over to Apple Podcasts, right? And then you're going to give us five stars and write a review about the show. Um, I think Spotify lets you leave reviews now if you've listened to the episode. So if you're at this point, you know, maybe leave a review on the show as well. All right? Just going to yeah. take a second, let everybody do that. All right, take your time. All right, cool. All right, get back to driving, get back to whatever work you're ignoring while listening to the show. Um, (laughs) And just tell us why you like the show. Tell us your favorite episode. Let us know your favorite moments. Um, Let us know if you're Team Folklore or Team Cryptid, which everyone's Team Cryptid, let's be honest. Team Folklore. Don't even even start this right Again, yeah, you don't have to have (laughs) Apple. Uh, Spotify also lets you leave reviews. Um, High reviews help us appeal to the almighty algorithm gods blessed be their name which means that we get more campers to hang out around our campfire and listen to our episode which means we get to keep the show going plus we have exclusive giveaways and the way you enter is by giving a five-star review on apple Podcasts. and if you go write one right now like i said you have a chance to win some goodies in the future hint 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 yeah and we got the holiday season is coming and my love language is gift giving so you have been warned that you should do it. And our final update. 
you can go vote on what episode topic we cover in the future yep. on Patreon right fucking now. Right now. You can pause right again. Yeah. Pull oh, over again. Pull over. I know you just got <laughs> back onto the road, but pull over again. <laughs> go sign up for the Patreon. But on your emergency lights, go yeah. to our Patreon. Yep. <laughs> so not only will you help support the show, but you can pick which episode topics we will cover, which means you get to pick what I'll illustrate, which is like pretty cool because it's like a commission, not commission, you know? And then you can get stuff from it, which is also super cool. Um, it is live. Go to patreon.com slash today. You can join any tier. There are also many perks. We now have a Team Cryptid and Team Folklore tier. So you get special digital downloads based on which one you're on each month, which is pretty spiffy if you ask me. So I hope you all, we will all see all you campers there that can support us. We would love to have it. If not, a review means just as much as well. All right, let's do this. Wait a minute. So I have two. Wait a minute. So I had two drastically different stories. Was my I was sitting here staring at the alluring alignment chart. So story one, where Mary gets buried alive on accident, and then she's like forced to like scratch her way out of a coffin and then she dies. Yeah. I gave her good because I don't think she's doing anything intentionally. No. I think she got trapped in a mirror and she's just trying to get out. Um, and, you know, you get buried alive, you might go a little crazy. <laughs> That's not on her. Now, story two, we had a witch who was um, killing children um, and bathing in their blood. So that one, yeah, that one went chaotic evil. Um, I would, mine, like, I wanted mine a little more to the left, but I didn't want it to be covered by yours. But yeah, mine's, okay. like, right under yours. It's so, it feels so weird it does. to see it does. yours where mine's would be. I think a big thing is I don't find her attractive. Yeah. In any of the historic things. Like, I I know I have a type, and I'm yeah. okay with that. I like, like, dark dark hair, like, pirate energy, a thousand percent. But, man, I, I've never really been attracted to white women. And, like... <laughs> to, to that? <laughs> to that. Especially... No, there are some very beautiful white women. I take it back. I've never been attracted to... <laughs> to Henry the Eighth, yeah, it's a very like incestual, like royal family, like look. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really rough. So like, she didn't get any benefit of the doubt for me. Yeah, at all. Like, not even announced. <laughs> and it's weird. It's weird being on the side of yeah. it because I didn't think this would happen. And yeah. I I put her actually more evil and can i, can I skip can it? yeah there we go yeah. oh thank goodness i was like oh we're gonna get yeah, like i said mine mine is like right where yours is okay but i just didn't want them to be like literally like on top right. of each other so 
Well, the we're in agreement too... on the mains. Yeah. On the yeah. like Bloody Mary, everybody knows like the whole like evil queen or evil yeah. witch. Hundred percent agreement. But the one story where she gets buried alive, I feel bad. No, yeah, I get that, and that's and that's when I'd be over there and see this. Yeah. And that person. wouldn't be an inbred um, English queen, right? That would and just he, be a person, right? And here's the thing, because normally when I do my part of the notes, mm-hmm. I have stuff like that. I have origins of people that have had something tragic or a sad thing, and then you're like, "How did you put them in good?" Yeah. So now you understand no, my conflict. No. Sometimes, no. like with La Llorona, which I will no. die on that hill. No, <laughs> you always bring it up. She <laughs> murders she children. She had a tragic backstory. Murder children. <laughs> she had a tragic backstory. <sighs> You're so close. You're like you see, you can see the light at the tunnel, and you just like. Give it a cold shoulder. You're like, no. I will it's never just... agree with you on on any of those. One day. One nope. day. Nope. I will. I am counting the days. God, I hope it's during a live show. I would be <laughs> over the moon. I would weep tears. <laughs> Studio Ghibli big crying tears of joy. One day. One day. You will find the creature that will turn you. And you will understand. You will understand it all. Nope. One day. Yeah. I'll just comment on this one real quick. It's just because I don't. I feel like her history is just. She was so malicious in her history. So it's hard for me to defend it. You know. Like Elizabeth can't defend that bitch at all. The, The other. I get Mary had a hard time. But. I've also had a super hard time and I I I didn't murder 600 people, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, at least 600 people. At least six. Holy shit, at least. Yeah. No, there's there's very few redeeming qualities to that one. <laughs> uh, okay. All righty. Well, All right. Well, we got our takeaways. Do you want to go oh, first? Um, yeah, we have to end. We have to give our campers some words of wisdom before yeah. they go out into the world. Um, be prepared for aftershock if you do <laughs> Bloody Mary. <laughs> I w- I'm trying to think of a way to work in um, rituals don't work if you're gay. <laughs> Without it sounding terrible. <laughs> yeah, because when you put it that way, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> Because I'm like, Uh, mirror mirror rituals are homophobic. Mirror rituals are homophobic. (laughs) There we go. Yes. And expect aftershocks. Yes. Perfect. Oh my God. Thank you guys. Thank you all so much, campers. I hope you have. Oh, that's you. Yeah, Thanks that's, for listening. That's, that's you. Never mind. Uh, wow, this whole episode has been... Thanks so much for listening. Awesome. This has been alluring. Have an alluring day. We'll catch you on the next episode. All right. Get back to work, everybody. Oh, bye. <laughs> and that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G dot com. 
You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.